Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 242. Yeah. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. For now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective view, more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire. Yeah. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years. And not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes. And it's about time that I did something about that. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Howdy, howdy do, Who fans. Welcome to episode 242. I hope you're all well. You've all had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something, something Doctor, Doctor Who, Who related. Related, yes. Glad Indeed. you remembered what I suddenly realised as we kicked off. I was like, you're like episode 242. I'm like, oh yeah, because we normally check the number before we start, don't we? And I was thinking, I haven't got a clue what number we're on at the minute. Yeah, I'm organised, mate. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're with it today. For once. You're on the ball. On the ball indeed, yeah. So, yes, welcome back. We are. It's great to be back to our usual schedule. Thank you so much for all of you that have come back after our break and listened to our episode last week where we crashed through our review of Arc of Infinity and the mm. antimatter Omega. All good <laughs> stuff. Uh, coming up in today's show, we're very light on news and merch. There's no, there's no decent news to speak of. Still very, very quiet from the BBC, from Chibbers and all that stuff. Uh, we've got a couple of bits of merch to go through, and then we're on to our review of our Torchwood story for this week. Uh, before we crack on, remember to uh, subscribe to our show in whatever podcast app you listen to. Uh, those, of up, those of you that have updated your Macs recently will notice that iTunes is now no more. They've separated it out into a dedicated Apple Podcasts app, which is very cool. So if you use that, just do a search for the Big Blue Box podcast and give us a subscribe on there. Uh, and thank you so much to um, some recent reviews on Apple Podcasts as well. You guys are so lovely with your words and reviews on there. So thank you so much uh, for that. And remember to follow us on the socials as well. So Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just do a search of the Big Blue Box podcast. You'll find us on there where we chat Doctor Who each and every week. 
How have you been, my good man? I've been very good. Yeah, I've been good. Thank you. Um, been a bit light on Who stuff this week, but um, I did manage to get the season 23 Blu-ray set yesterday, which was Yay. just lovely. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the best bit or my favorite bit was when I got home and put it next to the other sets. There was something really satisfying about adding Colin to the to the lineup of, you know, the, the doctors we've got so far. And um, but, 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 but. But, 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 but. There is a um there is a slight kerfuffle. Oh no. With the season twenty three box set. Somebody pointed oh. out on Twitter the other night, I don't know if you saw it. Oh not about the spine. The 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 print grade is slightly different oh. to the others. Oh. So all of the other I think the first three, four, four of them. Is it four? One, is this the fifth on. one? I can see them from here. One, two, three, four. This is the fifth. Yeah. So the other four. Um, they're all exactly the same, but the season 23, they've, there's a slightly, di- I don't know if they've changed printers or they've changed the color grade, but it's a slightly darker shade of gray. Oh, send it back. <laughs> so once again, the BBC have just, they can't get consistency correct across any of their spines. If you look across, Adam and I have got about 50. That's not including the classic DVDs, but about 50 of, Anything from Doctor from 2005 onwards. So all of that stuff in Blu-rays, DVDs, box sets, steelbooks, all of it. They can never get the spines consistent with anything. <laughs> it's either the logos in a different place or the font's different or the colour's different. For God's sake. Could, could it be intentional, though? Could it be that the range <laughs> will... Or maybe they'll have to do that now. Now they've noticed, like, oh, for good. Lee, could you just... Have just, a wordly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought you were going to say. Now this might actually drive you mad because this is doing my OCD, in, and this really isn't a big deal. But I, I thought you were going to say. So someone else has spotted something about the spine on Twitter, which kind of did bug me, but only in an OCD way. Like it, it's not a big deal. But so if you when you've got them all spine on, the picture of the doctors, what Lee's binding the artist has done is he's he's put like the what you would call the clean version of that photo on the spine. So in other words, he's taken away all the aliens that are on the front cover. So it's just the doctor with the background. Now, if you look at Collins, he's still got the aliens on it. So you've got all the clean versions of the spines and then you get to Collins and it's not the clean version. And, um, I fear that may be a mistake (laughs) and it, it really isn't a big deal, but you know how once these things are spotted, you can't like not notice it. And when I lined them up yesterday, I was like, Oh Yeah. It should be just Colin, it's it still got the yeah. monsters, but I thought that's what you were going to say. Um, and uh, yeah, I was Lee Bindings in one of the chats, some in, and um, I did ask him if it was a, a fault or it, or was it just meant to be like that, or what was the deal? Um, but unfortunately, I didn't get a response. But I noticed yesterday he did ask someone to send him a picture of the spine, so maybe he he's like, What? I don't know, don't know what's going on with that, but um, that's bad. They're, they're it, not going to recall them though, they're no, too expensive to make, I mean, they're not going to, yeah. No. It, it would, I think it would just be an odd thing. And it really is one of those things that, you know, you can hardly tell, but it's just when you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Anyway, but it's such a lovely set. Let's, you know, I mean, let's not, let's not be about it. It is a beautiful set. It is. Um, and, and the thing uh, is that, sorry, that, that picture in all the promotional material, that picture on the spine hasn't got all of the characters in front of him. All it's got is a few of those little um, kind of little light fractions uh refraction little things and the little light mm. stuff they so in the in the promo stuff which i assume is the material that lee sent over so that they could start marketing it that hasn't got that yeah. there so it's definitely a 
a boo boo post Lee binding stuff, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine he sent it to him and they've just used the wrong one on the spine. I imagine. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Interns. Um, interns you... again. Yeah. <laughs> did you get yours, though? You got yours from Zoom, right? I did. There was no drama this time and it came on Saturday morning. Lovely. Yeah. I know a lot of people get theirs on the Saturday before and um, if they order from Zoom, they are really good like that. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. So you've got yours. Have you had a chance to watch any yet? Of course not. No, oh, really? I, no, I normally with those box sets. I normally um, they don't normally arrive. Actually, that's a a good point for me. They don't. I've ordered mine from Zoom the last, um, apart from the first one, which I got from Amazon. All the others I've got from Zoom, mm-hmm. um, and I don't normally get mine on the weekend. Actually, In, at my old address anyway, they used to come on the on the Monday, and uh, because I've got work and whatnot, I don't usually watch the watch that stuff until the following weekend. Um, but even though this came on the Saturday, I've had a busy weekend, so I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I assume you've dived into some of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I got back, um, about sort of nine, 10 o'clock last night, uh, uh, by the time I got home. Um, and I, I would just had to, I just, I've got to watch some of it out before I go to bed. I just got to watch some of it. So yeah, I managed to watch two of the extra features last night, um, from this one. So I watched the behind the sofa. That's generally the first one I put on. I really enjoy those. Uh, and that's great. It's got Fraser Hines on one of the sofas. He's brilliant. I love <laughs> Fraser. Um, and I watched, um, oh, I forget what it was called. Dinner with the doctor or something like that. So basically the table. The doctor's table. Yeah. That's it. That was really fun. Um, basically, <laughs> Colin Baker, uh, Nicola Bryant, Bonnie Langford, and Michael Jason all go to the Ivy for dinner and just sit <laughs> round. And they have these four Tardis um, jars on the table full of questions. And they just sit there eating and getting drunk on champagne <laughs> and answer these questions. They like pull a question out of the tin and answer them. And um, it was surprisingly heartfelt as well. Uh, so it, it's quite, it's funny, obviously. A lot of the answers are funny and Colin's really entertaining in it. Well, they all are. And there's a great rapport between him and Michael Jason. They're clearly very good friends. They've got that typical um, sort of insulting each other, you know, in a very sort of humorous way. Uh, it was really good. A lovely extra, actually. So they're the only two I've got to watch so far. And both brilliant. Um, so I, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to be kicking off the rest of the set this afternoon, hopefully. Um, there's loads of nice new features. The one I'm looking forward to is the writer's table. Is that what it's called? The one where they, you know, they get all the previous writers like Eric Saywood, Christopher Bidmead. Um, I forget who else is on there. They've got them all round. Phil they Martin. get them in a pub. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's called the writer's room. Writer's room. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that because I really enjoyed the one on the season 18, uh, I think it was, with Christopher Bidmead. Oh, yeah. Because uh, awesome he's quite moment. overpowering, yeah. isn't he? But I like him. He's interesting, but he he tends to sort of take over. And I think him and Eric together could be quite interesting. So uh, looking forward to watching that. But yeah, that's all I've got to watch so far is those two. Um, but really, yeah, just cool. such a beautiful set. I can't. I, I adore these sets, mate. I tell you, I think they're my favourite thing that we have. I just love them. I think when I look at my shelf, those are the things that I just think if I had to lose everything, but I could only keep sort of one thing, I think it'd have to be those. They're just, they're just beautiful. They are. Yeah. Uh, interesting change up for this one as well. So on each of these box sets, I think all of them, we've had this thing where Matthew Sweet interviews the doctor and it's called in conversation with, and yes. it's uh, uh, no interview with Colin Baker on this one though. So his interview is with Bonnie Langford, which is interesting. Yeah, initially I was like, oh, why is that then? And then someone said, oh, maybe it's because they'll save that 
interview for his first season, I thought, oh yeah, that, I get, I guess that makes sense actually. Yeah, but true. I must yeah. admit, I was looking forward to hearing him in conversation with Matthew Sweet because I know Colin's got a lot to say about this being his last series, um, you know, and obviously all the stuff that went on with him being axed and not doing it. So I think he's he's got a lot to get off his chest, and I was thinking the person that will be good at getting Colin to sort of focus all those feelings would be Matthew Sweet, because he's really been great on the previous ones, I think. But, um, yeah, maybe they're saving it for his first season. I hope so. Anyway, I really want to see an interview between those two. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone said that the the intro is different as well. There's been some people saying that there's a newer version of the uh, of the new title sequence. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So this is on. So they've done a couple of new versions of the episodes. I think they're like edited, or they might even be extended. I can't remember now. I think or both. And I think one or some of them have got this new intro that they've done. Yeah, with new um, effects and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't got to that bit yet. Mm. But um, from what I hear, it's really nice. Um, I think I know what it might be because uh, I saw someone tweet something the other day about, oh, I finally, I think his name's Rob Ritchie or something like that. He's involved in these things. Um, and he said, oh, I can't believe, like, who would have thought five years later I would have finally finished this intro or something. And and then he put, uh, like, see, hashtag season 23. So I think maybe somebody's been working on this for a while and it's finally out there. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. I'm thinking, though, mate, what is the what is the set you'd like to see next? Hmm. Well, obviously, extremely hyped for season 26, which is coming out next week. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Is it December or next month? I can't remember. December, it's, it's December the 23rd, which is a, is a mad crazy date, BBC. What are you playing at? That is nuts, yeah. I can't wait yeah. for that. I think after that, I'm hoping they're going to take a stab at an earlier Doctor now. It would be really cool to see a Hartnell set. Um, obviously, the, the, the obvious... Um, obviously, the obvious? Uh, the obvious challenge is all the missing stuff. So I, I know that they're limited with that stuff. Um, but I would like to see, um, yeah, a, a Hartnell set somehow. Maybe they're not going to do it as seasons because him and Trout and stuff, there's just a, a large bunch of it that's missing. But mm. maybe they could do like the Hartnell collection or something that's got all of the existing stuff on there. So instead of having like season one, two, and three, yeah, maybe try that. But other than that, um, I think I'd also like to see another Pertwee set. What about you? Yeah, I, I've got to say my the next one. So I'd like to see. Um, I'd like all the McCoys. Obviously, want all McCoy stuff out. Be fantastic. Yep. Um, I'd really like to see Tom's season uh, thirteen uh, with Terra Zygon. So it's a great season. Um, and but the one I really want to see, and I agree with you here, is a is a Hartnell. Uh, if only for the artwork, I just would love to see. I keep thinking this every time I look at all my sets. I would love to see a Hartnell one right at the front. Like just the, can imagine the artwork would be beautiful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they could do it. I know they're sort of trying to fill in gaps at the minute with animation ones and stuff. So I don't know how far off a sort of Hartnell or Troughton one is probably quite near, you know, quite far off, but yeah, that's what I'd like to see. I'd love to see a Hartnell one, love to see some more Tom. And I think almost certainly we'll get some more Pertwee because out of all of them, I think the Pertwee one's the one that sold out the quickest, apart from season 12, obviously, which <laughs> vanished yeah. before people could even know it was out. Yeah. So apart from season 12, um, 
I think the Pertwee set sold incredibly fast compared to the others. The others are sort of slowly sold out now, but uh, the Pertwee one disappeared quick. So i uh, be very surprised to don't get another one out. It's just the source material that's not great for the Pertwee era. That's the only problem. Like a lot of the source material is very low grade. Um, I don't quite know how they're going to get around that with HD. But anyway, yeah, some more Pertwee. Just any of them, really. Just any of them. Yeah. <laughs> just any of them. But um, it does strike me that how quickly, like we it doesn't seem that long ago that we just had season 12. Mm-hmm. I remember when I got that thinking, oh, this is lovely. And it was a bit of a trial for them, wasn't it? To see how it sold. And it obviously sold incredibly well, as we all know now, because no one can get it um, for, for less than 300 pounds. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's incredible to think we've now got five of the sets out already. Like, so if they can continue at that rate or even more, it'd be good. I just want my whole shelf filling up next year of all these sets. Yeah, I think that's the end goal. It must be. Yeah. I, and then they'll do one the massive £2,000 yeah. box set of the lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if did you miss out on season 12, fear not. You can get this £250 box set. It'll be more than that, mate. <laughs> Sorry, £2,500 yeah. box set. Yeah, Crazy money. Yeah. 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 They must be doing a long game anyways. Yeah, they, they are cool. And so, yeah, same as you, mate. Got some stuff to dive into with uh, season 23, which is going to be good. Mm. Uh, right, so... As we said, no news. So we should uh, see what our grumpy pants is up to with merch. Yeah. <laughs> merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A Viking helmet. I know. It's on the telly. It's everywhere. I don't know that to be impressed or disgusted. I work in a shop now. Hit help. There you go. What do you think about that? Viking helmet. <laughs> I'm loving Hartnell at the minute. Mm. I've re- well, I always love Hartnell, but I'm really just, I don't know. There's been a lot of gifts and things going around about him at the moment. It's just, I just love him. He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so grumpy. <laughs> grumpy old fella. Mm. What do we got then? What's old Dalek Tack got on his tray today? 25 by 175 centimetres, mate. Right. Of pure brilliant. 13th Doctor, stripy scarf action. Oh. Lavazzi, those cool, oh. the cool dudes over there that produce many a, a very good official BBC Doctor Who merch. I like these guys. Yes. So hot off the heels of the recent laptop TARDIS back, they've now announced the 13th Doctor scarf, mm. which is not out just yet, but uh, actually, will it be out by the time you listen to this? The 11th of October. Yeah, land. yeah, um, yeah. That is this Friday, yeah. So yes. it will be release date. Yes. So priced at twenty four ninety nine on the eleventh of October, you can bag yourself a very fetching thirteenth Doctor scarf, which will clash brilliantly <laughs> with all of the thirteenth Doctor stripy t shirts out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, yes, I'll be giving this one a, a wee miss, as you probably guessed, the thirteenth <laughs> Doctor garbs and stuff it's okay the 13th doctor's costume i don't mind it but it's not something that i potentially uh actually no not potentially it's not something that i would choose to wear um but it does look very appealing nonetheless what about you because you bought you did buy a 13th doctor scarf that was pretty much there it wasn't official but it was kind of there, yeah, it was it? no, it was the Paul Smith one. I, I, I didn't get it online. I, right. I was just um, near a place called Bista Village, 
which is a bit of a hellhole. <laughs> no, people love it, actually. I just say that because it's so busy every time I go there. I can't bear it. But it's just a Bista Village is just a place where all the, what do they call them? Um, you know, the brands, the... Yeah, what it's a designer outlet. Designer place. outlet, yeah. that's it. So they get all last year's, you know, products and sell them still expensive, but tell you that it's a good deal because they're <laughs> half price. Yeah. Um, so I was there and I just saw it in the window of um, Paul Smith. And I was thinking, oh, there's the old 13th Doctor scarf. Because, of course, it was there because it was last year's. They u- used one from, you know, a year ago. So I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll go and see how much it is. And it was like, it was actually, um, it was like a Black Friday deal. So it was like 25 quid, I think. And I thought... Oh, that's pretty good, actually. And it was, I'll be fair, I really do like that scarf. Um, I've never worn it, of course. It's just gone straight in the cupboard. But I do, <laughs> but no, I, I, I do like this scarf. Of course. Um, so I bought it. But uh, the thing is with this Levancy one, and this is the thing, I made this mistake as well. And I think a lot of people are going to look at this and say, well, that looks nothing like the scarf she wore in, in um, whatever the Christmas episode was called for the Dalek. Uh, that, that one. That one. Resolution, yeah. wasn't it? That's it. Resol- that looks nothing like that one. Um, and then I realized, because, you know, I never really read the blurbs of these things, but I realized it's not meant to be that scarf. It's supposed to be the stripe yeah. on her T-shirt. So then I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. All right. I can see that. It's not, you know, because when I thought it was the Christmas scarf, I was like, well, it, it looks absolutely nothing like it. <laughs> but it's not meant to be that one. It's just the stripe. Um I, w- I think in hand, this will. Be, I can imagine it's really soft. It looks. I think it'll be quite a nice little scarf. Actually, I wouldn't mind it, and I think the price is decent. So, I don't know. Might get one for Christmas. I think it's made from a hundred percent high quality acrylic, so it's soft, warm, and lightweight. I just. I know that you know. Joking aside, I know Levante stuff's always really nice quality, and I, I do look at the p- promo picture and I can tell it's going to be a really nice soft scarf. So I may get one for Christmas, but. I can see you wearing one. I just can't imagine you in this. It's just not your thing, is it? It's not my cup of tea, no. I mean, no. don't get me wrong. Like you, I appreciate the the effort that's gone. It does look like a very comfy, soft scarf. I do. Yeah. I, I like yeah. the... The Levazzi stuff is always high quality, so that's all good. Um, mm. I'm just not... And like I said, I don't mind the 13th Doctor's costume and the stripy influence and stuff like that. It's just mm. not something that I would particularly go for. No, no, I get yeah. you. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting thing um, that they've mentioned um, uh, to go along with this, and I've never heard of this before. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's new, but I've just never heard of it. But apparently Levazzi have a uh, a Doctor Who fan club. And if you sign up to that, all you need to do is just pop your email address in and then you, you are part of the club. And if you do that, you get 15% off the scarf. Plus you get access to it a day or two early, I believe. So, um, yeah, all you need to do is head over to, um, I think it's the Lavazzi. If you go over to the Lavazzi website itself, and then uh, I think it's, whereabouts is it? Is it in the, I can't remember. There's a, there's something on their website. If you do it, there's a search feature on the website. If you just do a search for the, the fan club. Doctor Who fan club, or if you just go to Google and just put Lavazzi Doctor Who fan club, you'll find it on there. Um, mm. It's uh, yeah, you just pop your email address in and you'll get fifteen uh, percent off, which is always nice. Well, yeah, yeah, so that brings it down a bit, doesn't it? As well, actually. So yeah, very nice. Yeah. Right, so moving on in other merch, Kawaii, Kawaii. Uh, we all love Kawaii, don't we, Gary? Some of us do. 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a time I would have been all over this, actually. There oh, was no. a time. No, well, I'm, I'm bored of it. Oh, you've... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so there's some, there's some more uh, Kawhi stuff coming out from those guys at Titan. Um, and I think regular listeners know that I, I'm... I love. I do like the Titan stuff. I've got drawers full of their blimmin' figures. I do love the Titan figures. Um, so they're releasing another variant of the 13th Doctor <laughs> Kawaii figure. I think, yeah, I've got a couple of these. I'm, I mean, this is the thing. Because I'm colorblind, I honestly, honestly can't tell the difference between this and the last one. I know it is different, but it just looks exactly the same to me. But this is the Kablam variant. So I'm guessing the T-shirt's different or something. I can't comment. Yeah, I, I'm not I sure. I'm, I assume I just, something's different. I can't see yeah. color. I can't see colors that well. So it, yeah. Anyway, it's it's basically it's the three inch um, Kawaii Kablam Thirteenth Doctor Titan comes in a nice little box. So it's not a blind box. You can see the figure inside, and it was a uh, NYCC exclusive. Um, I always find this strange when we get all these exclusives and then as soon as it's over, it's like, right, anybody can have them. (laughs) It kind of uh, dilutes the word exclusive, doesn't it? Yeah, I I don't know. It just, it happens (laughs) a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so if you're, if you're into your kawaii's, um, this is coming out and alongside it, there is going to be a standard sort of what, you know, in the usual Titan sort of style, um, there's going to be a three inch Rosa, variant of the 13th doctor again in a nice little box with a window so you can see it um i can i can see the difference in this the t-shirt is a pinky color which is it it's pink purple now purple yeah uh, so yeah so i can see that that's that's the difference on that one uh, so if you're into your titan variants um and you love your 13th doctor and you want to get these they are now no longer exclusive to when nycc um they are available from forbidden planet um i think they're i'm just going to click on the link thing they're about 7.99 something like that yeah 7.99 each so not not too bad price wise because sometimes they do bigger versions of these don't they yes Um, the six inch six inch and they were exclusives to some other con (laughs) um and they were like 20 quid when they come over here and i was thinking what Mm -hmm. you know and they're all in the sale now they obviously didn't sell (laughs) Because they have been in the Forbidden Planet sale for flipping ages, um, for like half the price at least. So yeah, it's good that the price has come down on these, even though they are the smaller versions. So yeah, if the Thirteenth Doctor is your bag and you like the Kawaii or Titan figures, go grab them because they are limited, um, apparently. So <laughs> apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, I just I know the last ones are supposed to be really limited, and they've still got they've still got them on the site. So yeah. um, I don't know. <laughs> you have to take the. Uh the the information that comes out of of titan especially with a very big pinch of salt because they will say that so in new york comic-con which is where these are coming from which is finishing up or just finished they will say come and visit us at booth number whatever because we've got these figures in very limited numbers so if you don't come and check out the booth and pick one up you'll be you'll be sorry but then like a thousand retailers across the world over the next six months have got loads of stock surprisingly yeah. so it, un, unless it's a true exclusive and you can normally tell from the fan um from the fan comments that are coming through on social media whether they're an actual decent rare exclusive pickup you'll normally see lots of stuff over on the doctor who merchandise site so the doctor who site or code uk they have a very good write-up and there's lots of really good comments from fans who know what they're talking about or just look at twitter so 
Um, things like these, the Titan figures or the character-based stuff, pay no attention. Even if it says it's extremely exclusive and rare at these cons, you're guaranteed to pick it up. There'll be like a crushed, there'll be like 20 crushed boxes in the corner of Forbidden Planet in like 2025 <laughs> still, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, as I said, I used to be all over these. So I still like the Titan stuff, but I'm I'm more into the classic Doctor Who stuff at the minute. I'm not just not digging the Thirteenth Doctor stuff at all. Um, like a lot of people, I think. I think that's why they're all going into the sale because they're just not selling. Um, but I don't think they're going to be doing any other sort of classic Doctor Who's. From what I hear, it's all going to be new stuff because um, mm-hmm. yep. stuff has things have changed at Titan apparently so i don't know i don't think we're getting yeah i don't think the last classic set sold that well either so a bit of a shame but good for my wallet though because i you know me i can't resist a blind box okay the old blind boxes love them it's kind of cool though when we meet up in london we hit up forbidden planet before we go to the pub and we've got two or three Mm. blind boxes to to plow through I do. I just like, yeah, I love a blind box. Uh, a pub and a blind box is my. <laughs> Adam's a cheap date, everybody. If you want to. Adam's yeah, a cheap date. date. Yeah. Just take him to FP and spend a tenner on some blind boxes. I always and take say him this. to the pub. <laughs> I always say this on my birthday. Like, my partner would be like, oh, I can't think of anything to get you. I'm like, I am the cheapest blimmin' <laughs> date ever. Just get me a blind box. I'll yeah. be really happy with that. Yeah. Pop your email in here and get 15% off this bloody scarf and all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that scarf. That'll do. Oh, and this other thing that's coming up. Oh, and this thing I saw at the Who shop. Oh, and this thing that's coming up. <laughs> I bought I bought a um, a bag yesterday, like a shopping bag, in like a bag for life. And it said on the front, and I only came in for one thing. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was quite ironic for me. Oh, that's Adam in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I thought I must get that bag. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna wrap for news and merch. Thank you that's very it. much, Dalek Tat. Now get out. Like <laughs> you bringing the mood down. Yeah, he gave you a right old look. Then that made me laugh. Yeah, he's like, "You're gonna get it." Yeah, he's got that look <laughs> that some cats give you. You only go around someone's house and they've got a cat, and it's all friendly at first, but then it's sitting next to you, and it give you that. It just gives you that look, like any minute now, I'm gonna rip the skin off of your face, mate. <laughs> You're gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that look about it. Yeah. Anyways. Review time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What we got to this? What we got this oh, week? Oh, a bit of torchwood this week. Um, I was quite excited. Uh, I don't remember anything about this episode from from the first time round. Um, and it's written by Noel Clark of Doctor Who fame and adulthood fame and kidulthood fame and pensionhood fame and whatever <laughs> else he's done. Um, so yes, this one's called Combat. Out there in the darkness, something is coming. Somebody's not only kidnapping weevils, they're causing them pain. What can you feel? What do you know? These guys are using weevils to carry out the perfect murder. You want to release a weevil in the middle of Harden? I'm having sex with someone else. His name's Owen. Who are you, Owen Harper? Make you surrender that creature that you kidnapped. Is that clear enough? Ooh. Ooh. Some action for Torchwood. Mm, another good trailer. Another one. So, Combat was first broadcast Christmas Eve 
Was it? Christmas Eve back in 2006. God, it's not very Christmassy, is it? <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't realise this, uh, this was out on Christmas Eve. No, I didn't. Crikey. Uh, as Adam said, this was written by Noel Clarke. It was directed by Andy Goddard. And it stars the usual uh, Torchwood hub people. Uh, a bit more of an appearance from Reese in this one. Mm. Uh, Kai Owen. And it's got the most wooden, solid, I can't believe I'm on television performance <laughs> by Alex Hassel. It's just bloody <laughs> brilliant, mate. <laughs> Alex Hassel. Uh, and it, yeah, so a bit of synopsis on this one. Uh, savage yeah. aliens, mm. aka the Weevils, are being kidnapped off the streets of Cardiff. Yeah. All one of them. <laughs> and Torchwood wants to know why. <laughs> Owen is sent undercover to find out who's behind it and befriends the charismatic Mark Lynch. I'm going to just put myself on the line here mm-hmm. and say that that word is the last word that I would have ever have chosen to describe that character charismatic uh yeah owen is sent (laughs) let's reword that owen is sent undercover to find out who's behind it and soon befriends the utterly boring mark lynch (laughs) beneath the veneer of city life owen discovers a shocking subculture but can Mm. he avoid being sucked in so combat what do you reckon buddy well um it's strange because, you know, normally when I can't remember an episode, I'll put it on and then a few minutes into it, I'll be like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, I remember this one now. Uh, this was like watching a fresh episode. I, I just didn't remember any of it from start to finish. It was like I'd never seen it before. Um, and I think the reason for that is is, is it's kind of forgettable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's not bad. I mean, I, I, I kind of sat sat there and was fairly entertained, but I felt like it took a long time to get to the sort of, crux of what the story was and then when it did get there it wrapped it up in like minutes so i was thinking all oh, right so it, it, i just felt very underwhelmed by the time it finished it, it just didn't seem to go anywhere it just was too slow to get to where it wanted to be um and uh, i think i was quite excited when i saw it was written by noel clark i had sort of maybe my expectations were a bit high i thought oh i, d- I don't remember noel clark writing for torchwood i'm looking forward to this and I just felt that there was there was a good sort of idea there, but it just wasn't utilised as well as it could have been. I mean, you know, we get the weevil in the cage at the end. Um, Owen goes into it. I mean, Owen's the best thing in this for me. I think he sort of kept my interest throughout the whole episode because he's in a he's in a bad mood in the Owen in this one. He's <laughs> not taking any nonsense. Uh, <laughs> so for me, he's the best thing in it, and it kept kept me engaged because of him really. Um, uh, as for Mark Lynch, uh, wandering around with his shirt open for the I'm like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> I just didn't know where the episode was going at one point, um, especially when he goes in his torture room. I just thought, what the hell? Um, so I don't know. I think we should have got to the sort of cage in the, you know, the, the weevil in the cage earlier. You could have had that thing escaping and a bit of a chase and, there could have been, I think it could have been utilised a lot better, this idea. Um, but I don't think it's bad. I, th- I think it's a, a reasonable episode in Series 1. And I'm judging that on what we've seen so far, because I don't think Series 1's been 
it's been patchy series one so far there's been some good stuff and there's been some not so good stuff this for me kind of sits in the middle it's uh it's okay it's watchable but it, it it is a bit forgettable i mean it's not one i'll sort of go back to that often really it's not there's nothing really there to make me want to put it on again anytime soon mm. yeah so even the stuff with gwen and and reese you know because i've been saying and i for ages how much i like reese and i don't like what how the the path that gwen's character's taken down sort of having affairs with everyone and because i like reese i'm like don't do that to reese so i thought even that was going somewhere in this one and it goes nowhere because she just drugs him and he forgets it all so i don't know it didn't quite hit the spot for me what about you mate what do you think of it yeah so when i finished watching this one i thought to myself if i owned if torchwood were putting out individual episodes on dvd or blu-ray i would have put this on ebay i think (laughs) or just taken it down to the local charity shop down to cex crikey like noel clark if you're listening, which I know you have done from time to time. I think he time, does. I love you, mate. But I've got to say, this was like one of the worst things I've seen, I think. Really? In oh, the you, world really, of you didn't like it that much? Crikey Moses. Oh, wow. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> I was asleep 20 minutes in. <laughs> I was asleep 20 minutes. I'm, I'm not joking there. I was oh. literally, you know, you know, when you do that thing where you, you kind of long blink mm. and then... You're not even asleep for more than like two seconds, but you sort of wake yourself up with a with a startle. Yeah. So I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And then, uh, yeah, literally with like the remainder of the episode, I was like, this is just boring me to tears. Mm. It just doesn't move. It, uh, it, took, it took so long to get anywhere, didn't it? I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, Noel Clark, we're big fans of Noel. We love him as Mickey. Mm. And just as a person, he's a really cool guy. We both met him at LFCC, didn't we, a year or so yeah. ago? Yeah. Really nice guy, knows his stuff. But with this one, I think he's really... It, it, what it seems to me is that you commissioned him to write a story for Torchwood. Brilliant. Noel Clark's going to write a story. It's the night before the script's due in. He's like, Crap. I've not written anything yet. I've just watched Fight Club. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically what it is. We don't find out until mm. right at the end of the episode that the reason that they've kidnapped the Weevil is because there's this underground culture within... <laughs> it's ridiculous. This underground culture at Cardiff, supposedly, is all of these very wealthy middle-aged white men who have got nothing better to do with their time. So seemingly all of these guys have no families, no wives, nothing. They're just very successful people with lots of money that are just bored and don't know what to do with it. So what they'll do is they'll throw themselves into a life or death cage match with an alien. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Just as I'm describing it, it's ridiculous. Come on, we've all done it. (laughs) Um, So don't get me wrong. The whole essence of the world of Doctor Who and Torchwood is not meant to be based on realism. Of course it's not. Mm. But I'm just saying when you just, when you, describe the the story of this one it's just ridiculous even within the realm of of doctor who and torchwood and uh and it just takes so long to bloody get anywhere it's like right at the end the last 10 minutes if they would have just brought that forward and have the last half of the story about all the the, the fight club culture and owen getting drawn more and more into it and yeah and all that stuff and the, and the rescue mission to get him out of it and stuff it would have been really good but yeah, it, honestly, mate, I was just at the end of it. I thought, 
I'm glad we only do Torchwood once a month at this rate. It's funny, isn't yeah. it? Because I was saying to my friend yesterday, uh, my friend Ad, you know, big tall Ad, um, we were talking about the podcast, and I was saying to him like how, because I was like, oh, I need to get back because we, we'd gone and picked up our season twenty three box sets, and I was like, went for a quick drink. I said, anyway, I need to get back, mate, because I've got, I've got to watch Torchwood for the for the podcast uh, tomorrow because I haven't watched it yet. And I was saying it's weird because I don't get that buzz. Um, like when I know we've got Sarah Jane coming up, I'm actually always excited. I thought, oh, I need to watch Sarah Jane tonight. With Torchwood, um, when we started doing the interviews, I was really excited to go back and rewatch them from the start because um, I liked them when they went out on TV. I remember thinking, you know, Torchwood is great. And I, I, I've realized that I don't get that same buzz. It's not aged as well as I thought. It's not. I know. I think it will get better. I think maybe Series 2. I remember thinking this at the time, actually, Series 2 did improve. Um but yeah, like last night, I was sort of thinking, it wasn't like I was dreading putting it on or anything, but there wasn't that buzz of like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch Torchwood tonight. Like when we're doing Sarah Jane, I can't wait to actually watch it yeah. uh, and, you know, and see what it's like. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Series one is, has been a lot patchier so far than I remembered. It's it's not aged as well as I thought at all. Yeah, uh, a lot of people have said that in their review, when we've had mm. uh, listener reviews in. Uh, and coincidentally this week we've had hardly any reviews in oh right okay Torchwood. yeah i think this is why because a lot of people have said on other stories they're like season one is very hit and miss yeah and they said but don't worry because season two and obviously we're going back we've seen them all so we know what's coming up but they have got a very good point in that season one for torchwood is very much a it feels like a writer's experiment almost with a, a lot of these episodes because some mm. of them are pretty good to be honest with you we've rated a couple of them quite highly some of them really hit the mark others from in my opinion this one especially it just really just goes off in in terms of uh, television storytelling there's nothing that grips you in some of these stories there's nothing that mm. keeps you invested in what's going on and some of the characters so the two best bits for me on this one would be um would be owen I think he he had a good story with this one. And even though he's a bit more miserable than he normally is, I think that was good in the fact that they linked it to his... He's kind of heartbroken at the minute, isn't he? Because in the last yeah, story, yeah. he fell in love with Diane and then she dumped him and flew off and he's got... Into you know, another time zone. Yeah, as yeah. you do, when you want to get away from someone, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, kind of, it's kind of cool that they they continue that forward that the reason why he's um he's he's grouchy and stuff is because you know because he's normally a bit of a grumpy one at times anyway but yeah and i I like that performance in this one he's quite grouchy but for that very reason and the other thing is the reese and and um and uh and gwen storyline so at last reese just stood up to her yeah because and i and i love that because he's tired of being playing he's tired of playing second fiddle to her work life and everything because she's never there never at home working all hours of the day and uh i loved it when he stood up and at the restaurant and he's like sit the f down you can tell Mm. that it's all just boiled up and it's and it's you know finally come out of him and uh but as usual i mean i've i'm really starting to dislike her again i remember what when i watched these previously i was thinking Mm. she is such a beep in some of these episodes so it's a little bit like you know how Rose was with Mickey? Yeah. It's yeah. like that times a hundred uh, with Gwen 
the way she she treats Reese sometimes. And I was I love the fact that he stood up to her. And then that scene later on where she comes clean, and you think, oh, they're going to you know. Result. When I yeah, first watched it, it, I was like, "Oh, great! They're going to turn this around." And but no, she's just playing a little game with him, and she wants to make but, herself feel better rather than from making you know making their relationship better. Yeah, so, I really uh, didn't like that bit. You know, it, in terms of the character of Gwen, I thought, "What a horrible, selfish thing to do." And I mean, it, I've got to put that down to the writing. I mean, they are really writing Gwen to be an absolute, like you said, beep, because, and it's a shame because I think. At the start of this, she's a really strong, great character, isn't she? She's a policewoman. She's getting stuck in. She's not going to be pushed to the side. She's, you know, throws herself into Torchwood because she's determined to find out what's going on. And then slowly, as the series has gone on, she's like, suddenly, we remember that really awkward scene with Jack where she's like, you know, they're firing a gun together and almost getting it on. And it's like from there on, but then she's in a, in a, um, more cabinet with Owen and it's like, what's going on? The writers have sort of turned her into this just selfish and, you know, it's a family podcast. I won't say the word, but you all know what I mean. Um, And then you've got this scene where she's like, finally sort of trying to do the right thing, tell Owen uh, and not Owen, sorry, tell um, Kai. And because Kai's such a likable character as well, it makes it twice as worse. Like, you know, he's just such a lovable character, isn't he? There's nothing, you know, you can't say, oh, well, he is a bit of a whatever, you know, can't blame her sort of thing because because he's just brilliant. And so she finally does confess to him. And, and then she's like, oh, it's all right. I've just drugged you. I just want to hear you say it. And it's horrible. I really thought what a horrible thing to do um, in terms of the character. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes and starts crying. And I'm thinking, are we supposed to feel sorry for her at this point? Because there's that scene where she just sat bawling her eyes out. I'm thinking, because oh, that's straight after she's just oh, yeah. jugged, yeah. drugged, um, Reese. Um Kai. Reese. No, what's his name? We keep saying Kai. Reese. Reese. Kai Owen is the actor. Sorry. I, keep, <laughs> I always get them mixed up. Reese. Um so yeah, and I'm thinking, well, if we're supposed to feel sorry for her, we don't. I'm just thinking, well, you know, this you brought it on yourself. I just think it's a shame because I do like the character of Gwen and I just don't like the way she's being written uh, in series one at all. Um and and particularly not in this this particular episode. Um uh, really didn't like it. Yeah. I mean you can you can see why some of the characters have been written this way because it's a more adult show what they're doing is they're like well this is real life you know people have affairs yeah you yeah. know people are like it, it's not like doctor who where it almost has a responsibility doctor who because a lot of young viewers watch it it almost carries a sense of responsibility that it has to give out a good positive message a lot of the time and that's great but torchwood doesn't need to tread that same path so Torchwood can highlight, you know, things like, you know, this is adulting. This is what happens in real life sometimes. Yeah, people are yeah. beeps to each other. People do beep things and, mm-hmm. you know, beeps happen. So you can see that they're, if, from a more adult perspective, they're just being more real about life. Um, but what's not great, like you said, is that it just removes that um, that connection you have with a character like that because mm. – on one hand, you've got her being a real beep to Reese, and like I said, she's make she's doing it because she wants to make herself feel better, not because yeah. she wants to help him or their relationship. And then that scene afterwards, where she's in the hub, and she wants to again, she doesn't want to spend any time with Reese. She wants to just go to work and spend time with people there. And you've got this other little thing as well with Jack. He's trying to force her to spend time at home. 
he mm. keeps saying to her like what are you doing here i told you to go and it, it, his thing is like he wants the the people at torchwood to maintain a healthy personal life that's his thing but that doesn't mean anything it, 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 uh, this is another thing that i've Noel, we love you but come mm. on mate so there's a bit where jack's throughout the entire episode jack's like you need to make sure things are working at home. You need to make sure that that's all good. But then when he's chasing down the weevil, he sees Gwen in the restaurant. He's more than happy to just pull her out of the date. She's having yeah. a date with Reese, and he's been telling her, go and make sure everything's all right. Don't be at work, be at home, be happy. And then he's, he's in the middle of a work thing and he's like, Oh, I'm stealing her now, by the way. And then Reese actually explicitly says, you said tonight was you were off. It was our night. Mm. This was our thing. And then you've got Jack, who on one hand is saying, go and do that with your better half. And on the other hand, he's like, oh, I'm stealing her now, by the way. She probably won't be home tonight, but you're just going to have to deal with that, mate. And you can completely see why he's beeped off. Yeah. Completely. And also, I didn't realize, because I think, doesn't um, doesn't Gwen introduce Jack to, to Owen? And I'm thinking, oh, so we're on episode... What is it of series one? We're right. We're near the end of series one now. Finally, I'm thinking. So yeah, <laughs> Owen and Jack have like that's their first meeting. That brief. Oh, this is Jack, by the way. And he's like, yeah, come on, we got to go. And you know, it, it seemed a bit clunky, didn't it? Yeah, and that's yeah. just another little thing that yeah, because we're on episode eleven of thirteen. So yeah, fortunately, we're coming to the end of uh, of season one. But yeah, it's just another sort of a bit of salt being rubbed in the wound because mm. here comes this guy and. That that's kind of the vibe with John Barrowman, isn't it? He's a very good-looking, typical, hunky kind of guy. So yeah. that's another bit of salt rubbed in the wound. It's like, by the way, this very good-looking, hunky guy who I work with, I know you've never met him before, but here's Jack, and I'm going to go off and spend the night with him working now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So enjoy your steak, and I'll probably see you some point later next week. Why would you be annoyed? I know, it's just like, yeah, it is. It's you just know? another kick in the shins for poor old... Um, Poor old Reese. Yeah. Um, let's look at some balance, though. Mm-hmm. Let's look at some good stuff. Uh, like I said, I really liked um, uh, Owen in this one, I think. He's good. The kind of troubled, moody, gunslinger kind of vibe that he's got in the bar. Because he's, he's I turned did like to the tree, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't take any nonsense. You know, the guy, he's having a nice chat with a barmaid. And that guy's got the ump because she's talking to the punters and he's Owen's got no patience. He just stands up, gives him a slap and, and carries on with his drink. And so I like his performance. Normally I find him a bit OTT with the grumpiness and the insults mm. and stuff. But I think in this one, it was kind of cool because he's got that. I'm, I'm miffed off because I've been dumped and I'm miserable. So nobody annoy me sort of vibe. Mm. It's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll come on to his interactions with Mark Lynch in, a, in a, just a few minutes, I suppose. But I did like that part of the story even though it's a grumpy negative sort of vibe i did like it i did i thought because it follows on from what happened in um the previous one where uh yeah where that girl got in a plane and flew off and left him so it's good to pick up the ramifications rather than just moving on as if nothing's happened um and i thought yeah i thought Ben gorman played it really well actually i know what you mean sometimes he's just a bit too ott with the sort of cockiness and stuff but in this one i felt like maybe because 
the rest of it wasn't so good. I felt like he sort of brought the episode up a little bit because um, I was quite liking his taking the nonsense. I do like the scene in the bar because I could you, you could see it coming that he was just that guy was just in a bad mood and you've, <laughs> yeah. you've decided to pick on him. Big mistake. Yeah. Um, so I liked that bit. Um, and I thought at the end it was good, but I, they did kind of almost betray him as suicidal at the end, which I thought was a, taking it perhaps a step too far in terms of, yeah, I get he's a bit down in the dumps, but I don't think he was quite at that. It seemed a bit extreme, you know, when he goes in with the weevil and he's quite prepared to mm-hmm. be killed. And I thought, yeah, it's one thing being a bit down because you've been dumped. I don't think it would push him quite to those levels. Um, but, you know, I suppose it had to be there for, to give the ending a bit of impact because, let's face it, nothing much else had happened uh, in this story, really. So, <laughs> But, yeah, I thought he was he was good this week. I really did. I, I did like his performance. Because sometimes, like you, I get a bit annoyed of him. Sometimes he's a bit cocky, and I don't like the fact he's, you know, messing around with Gwen and all that stuff. I just think, no, we don't need any of that. So, yeah, I thought he was good this week. Oh, yes. burn. Jelly deals, though. If you could, see that was quite funny. Stereotype. I mean, it was funny. Yeah, but if you could, you could tell that as a as a southerner, I suppose, aka anyone. This is funny. Anyone outside of England, if you're a southerner, that equals London, right? So yeah. he's from London, obviously, just because he's from the south of England. And what's the thing that you associate old Cockney Londoners with? It's got to be bloody jelly deals, isn't it? Jelly deals. So he wants to set up a factory in Cardiff, importing from London jelly deals to sell them in. Oh my god! So that yeah. I found that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's a negative. I actually found that really funny that they, yeah. you know, it could have been anything because he was supposedly a Londoner. You know, it could have been chimney sweeping, couldn't it? Or yeah, yeah. that would have been funny. <laughs> um, right, Mark Lynch. Let's talk about the. Come on, let's get on to Mark Lynch as the brilliant. Uh, the br- what was the character called? I oh, know the character's Mark, Mark Lynch. Um, oh, the character's Mark uh, Lynch. Yeah. Alex Hassel. Yeah. Um, so, what else has Alex Hassel been in? I recognise him from something else, but it's so weird you say that because I thought exactly the same thing, and yet when I looked at the wikipedia really i couldn't see anything familiar but as soon as he appeared on screen i thought seen him before yes i've seen him twice actually now that i've just looked down the list of his credits i remember him being of quite a funny character in one of the episodes of miranda he played this really? uh this kind of supposedly good looking chef guy with a really high squeaky voice i think it was um, uh, but also, um, there's a really, 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 I must dig that out on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> there's a really, really good, um, episode, uh, uh, episode, a really good, uh, show that went out on Amazon prime a few months back called the boys. And he's in that. So that's where I read, cause I'd only seen that recently last month. Uh, so I recognize him from that, but his performance in combat, I've got to say is very bizarre because I think what they're trying to portray here is this very, very smart, educated, wealthy person, mm. but can also throw down and dish out some slaps when necessary. And we, we do get to see that when he's in the bar with Owen. Yeah. Because yeah. so the business deal kind of goes a bit south. And it really is just Owen trying to log into his laptop and get all the information. But uh, um, Mark is like, let's meet up at the bar later. 
Go for a drink. Like, like you do when you go to a of stage. Course, so yeah. Fancy a drink? Oh, yeah, why not? I'll just, yeah. just take my shirt off and let's have a drink. Yeah, yeah Exactly. Yeah. He, he kind of sees in Owen the kind of prospect that is perfect for his fight club, I suppose. So mm. he's like, come out for a drink and we'll have a talk about some other stuff that you might be interested in. <laughs> and um, anyway, it turns into a little bit of a... So there's a bit of a ruckus and Mark jumps in and helps him out, obviously. Mm. And then we go back to Mark's place... And it's the most bizarre thing that you've seen in a long time because it's not your traditional apartment for a single bachelor guy with plenty of money, you know. And it's weird because, like you said, he kind of walks around with his shirt undone for a little while yeah, for absolutely like, no reason. No reason at all. At all yeah. And then Owen finds upstairs this big gothic-looking door with the massive padlock that he unpicks in complete silence, obviously, oh, that he can't and seconds. <laughs> um. And it's all quite bizarre. And that's where the weevil's being hidden. He's This character's got him chained up in this dungeon-style weapons room thing. Mm. And uh, so it's kind of bizarre. But the thing is, I just think that Alex Hassel's performance is quite strange because he just looks very starry-eyed and gormless for a large portion of the time. Yeah. And he doesn't really engage. You know, I think his speech is just very slow and very laboured not intentionally but he doesn't have that kind of quick-witted you know uh entrepreneurial educated kind of thing that you were looking for from this type of character he's mm. very like oh i heard that you were looking for a warehouse maybe yeah, to yeah. kind of you know get these jelly deals out the door so <laughs> god it was like he was in the if i closed my eyes then i could have been watching the episode it was who amazing. are you <laughs> I, who are you owen harper <laughs> so when i was when i was watching the scenes with him in i'm looking down at my watch thinking come on mate wrap this up oh, this dear. is like a 15 minute conversation it could have happened in three minutes come on mate so yeah i'm i have to say that it was a low point the uh alex hassel's performance um it's odd, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I couldn't work out where they were going with it. Like I said, I keep joking about the fact he takes his shirt off, and it because I'm thinking that, it, like you said, it's so random. I, I thought, okay, is this guy trying to seduce Owen? And Owen's I thought not that picking up on it. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, do you want to go for a drink? And then he's wandering around topless, and then he puts a shirt on, but he just doesn't do it up, so he's still like half dressed. And and then Owen's picking that lock, and I just like you. I was just like this car- character, Mark Lynch, like. He's supposed to be an estate agent or whatever. He seems to immediately pick up that there's something dodgy about Owen. I mean, when you go into estate agents, they don't normally Google you to check you who you, who you say you are, do they? It, it was a very, yeah, again, I guess it's down to the right. You know, I'm, you know sorry, Noel. <laughs> Hope you're still listening. Um, but <laughs> it's like, it is odd. It just didn't really, the way the character's written just didn't really make sense at all. And yeah, the performance is odd as well, uh, yeah. which doesn't help. Um, but maybe when Alex read it on the page, maybe he couldn't work out what was going on. I just don't know. But, <laughs> it was um, weird, the, the insight that that character has for no reason at all. That's what I mean, yeah. Like with some, with there was a scene where Tosh had set up the website for Jelly Deals Incorporated or whatever it was. Uh, No, it's someone's name, isn't it? A company, two people. I don't know. And anyway, so there's going through the motions where Tosh is like, right now he's gonna uh, look at the website. Right, we've got the website set up. Now he's gonna watch the video, and he watches the video. Yeah. Now we're gonna get a phone call, and he does all that, and. 
from that scene, it looks like everything's been set up completely legit. So he's got a website, he's got his team there in the video, he's talking about the eels, and then there's an actual telephone number and somebody actually answers, and it's you would never suspect that that was a bogus company or anything. But then later on, he's like, oh, it was a nice touch, the website. I never... <laughs> and you think, well, you've got no reason to suspect from that earlier scene anything was, wasn't legit. Oh, Come on. I'm starting to I'm starting to really love the character of Mark Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Mark Lynch spinoff. It's weird. You, I, I really recognized him as well. Yeah. Like just like you, I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> but I don't recognize any of those programs uh, that are listed. But I, I've definitely seen him. He has got other work. I've, de- yeah. I've definitely seen him oh, in yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, but it's not Miranda. That's for sure. I don't was, to, yeah. <laughs> could be Hustle. He was in Hustle. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. It's a strange one. Uh, yeah, we... uh, a couple of other quick character mentions then. Uh, so we've, taken up, uh, token. we've spoken about Gwen, Eve Miles. I think mm. um, the character Gwen is kind of not endearing, but the performance from Eve Miles is fairly consistent, I suppose. She has I, been... I will say that acting-wise, I'm not faulting um, mm. Eve Miles at all in her acting. Um, she's doing exactly what it says in, on the script, but... I just don't like the script. I don't, I don't like the way she's being written at all at the minute. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, performance-wise, she's really good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yanto, uh, again, another small little... <laughs> was he in it? Oh, yes. Very subtly. Yeah. Oh, we actually was... Actually, I say that. There was quite a nice little scene with him and Jack in the hospital. Oh, yeah. They're sort of working as a bit of a double act. I mean, that was short and sweet, but it's good to see him getting out of the hub and having something to do, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Can't really go much on his performance. He didn't really. I don't even remember him saying anything actually. Yeah, short and sweet. Mm. I'm sure that the character Yanto comes into his own in season two. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he does as well. Because I remember liking Yanto. I think this is the other thing which is surprising me with the first series is um, a lot of the stuff that I remember liking hasn't happened yet in terms of character development. Mm. And I'm thinking a bit like with Reese. I thought Reese was in series one so much more than he has he's hardly been in it at all he's a real side character he gets like one or two minutes in each episode doesn't he and that's it and yet in my memory he was in it quite a lot so i think i'm mixing series two up with series one a lot uh in my mind um and the same same applies to um yanto because he's really hardly been in it this series has he pops up now and again and mopes around a bit he Oh, of course, we Cyberwoman, you know, was kind of his episode, if you like. But uh, yeah, but yeah, he's hardly in this one. Same with Tosh. I mean, she may as well have not been there, really. Yeah, she has a couple of scenes, but nothing. Made, I think her two she does main, the website bit, but that's yeah. it. Isn't it? And then yeah. the other bit is when she's still a bit sort of moody with Gwen about um, about <laughs> yeah. Owen. You know, Gwen's like, "What do you mean? What do you mean by that?" And she's like, "Oh, nothing. Don't worry. She's all moody." And then. Gwen has to sort of drag it out of her that he had a thing for Diane in the previous story. and Yeah. And then Gwen and Owen have that little bit in the car and he quite humorously, he just storms off. Like, I'm bored of this anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about Captain Jack then? Old Barrows, mm. old, old Jazzans. Old Jazzans. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, I would, the word I would use is pretty standard um, for him. Barrowman. I'm not, not to say he was going through the motions of this. He was still good, but uh, nothing outstanding from Jack, but then nothing outstanding in the script for him, really. He's just kind of there holding it all together. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think John Barrowman was a little bit 
cheesy in this one. Mm. For me, there's a bit where he's on the phone to somebody and he's threatening them like, Oh yeah. Like we're going to chase you down, mate. I'm going to find you yeah. and you're going to know what it. Yeah. I, I must admit, I thought that was cheesy, cringy. Yeah. But, and yeah. I thought if you're on the other end of the phone, you would just crack up laughing when you, oh, yeah, you'd, you be would. Like, <laughs> you'd be like, hold on a minute. I got this guy on the phone. He reckons he's coming over. Oi, Should we Mark, get the kettle on? Yeah. Mark, Mark Lynch, this yeah. guy wants a word of you. Imagine those two on the phones each other. Oh, oh my God. word. Yeah. It was quite funny that bit. And do, yeah. do, do Mark, do Mark and 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 Jack on the phone to each other. I can't I'll be do Jack. Yeah, gonna, you, right I'll then. be Jack. All I'm right. gonna hunt you down. I'm gonna find you. Torchwood are coming for your ass. Oh, uh, hold on. Sorry, I dropped the phone there. Um, <laughs> coming round, are you? <laughs> I'm, that's Good right. luck with that, I'm mate. Captain Jack, and I'm coming round. I'm gonna kick some butt. Who's Captain Jack then? <laughs> you ain't hearing me, mister. I'm coming round. Torchwood are coming to find you. Is it Monday, the day? <laughs> if it's Monday, I'm not home. <laughs> Come round tomorrow. I'll move the weevil. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't know what it's called, does he? he of course he doesn't. I'll move the weed. He thinks it's some kind of experiment. He doesn't even know it's an alien. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Come round tomorrow. I'd have moved the alien. <laughs> what are your fighting skills like? <laughs> Do you want to join my club? We've got a secret club. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the name, but it's secret, it's secret. right? <laughs> <laughs> you need a grand, though. <laughs> thousand pounds to enter that seems a bit weird as well doesn't it like if you're going to be thrown into a cage match with an alien that could potentially kill you within a few seconds you'd probably want more money for that yeah i think so i think the yeah. idea is everyone pays a thousand pounds and whoever lasts the longest takes all the money but you, bearing in mind, you've probably had your throat ripped out before you can get to it. Exactly. It's like winner stays on. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What crazy. Oh, crazy. So, it's when you start thinking about the plot, it really does fall fall apart. It does, mate. Yeah. But, you know, we're not all about the negative stuff. There is some, there is oh, some no, good no. things in here. There are a few good, uh, a few little nuggets of goodness, which is mm. uh, saving grace for it, really. So um, <laughs> unless there's anything else let's get to uh, scores yeah no i don't think so mate. i don't think i've got anything else to say about it rightio it's me to go first and i'm going in with a three. Oh my word yeah. a three yeah yeah man three okay uh well i am a, a slightly higher than you i've gone for a 5.5 middle of the road yeah it, okay. <laughs> i don't know why i just didn't go over a six really but i don't know it just it's kind of middle of the road but i thought well it's not that bad so that's why i've added on the 5.5 but yeah not not one of my favorites as i said certainly not one i'm going to reach for too often so yeah 5.5 it's just edged over the not bad territory to me okay yeah yeah now it's below average for me this one i'm afraid Mm. yeah i don't like giving out crappy scores but i was just bored i think um that might be the lowest torchwood score so far actually it probably is yeah yeah. Indeed. Anyways, we had a few reviews in. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I think this is partly um, 
partly my fault because I put I didn't put the social media stuff out until yesterday. But or it could be that people are just not into this particular this one <laughs> Torchwood. I don't know. But we had a few, and we had an audio clip in our usual reviewer from Dan Under. This is Sammy Satin. Hey. Hey, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here. Yes, your Australian accents were terrible, seeing as you brought it up, Adam. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of terrible, combat. Not an episode of Torchwood I like. People using weevils for cage fights, it really doesn't appeal to me. There's no bad performances as such that I noticed, but maybe because I find the story sickening, I wasn't paying attention to the acting. I'm giving it Two weevils out of ten for being so sickening. I'm sure the next Arrow review will be way better. See ya. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. I gotta agree with Sammy. It was it's quite especially that scene when um, old Mark Lynch is punching the out of um the weevil. Oh yeah, it's quite nasty. It was. Yeah, I kind of wanted Owen to step in and you know. But anyway, yeah. So I agree, Sammy. That was the other thing that confused me as well. Sorry, I know we're in re- reviews mm. at the minute, but. Going back to Mark Lynch, his ending was a bit bizarre. Yeah, Jack just, I meant to say to you about that. Yeah, Jack just lets him, Jack almost <laughs> relishes in seeing him kill it. You know, he's like, yeah, you got your comeuppance. But I was thinking that's weird because Jack hasn't even got to know him. I mean, we all know he's a bit of a plonker, uh, but Jack doesn't know that. For all Jack knows, he's, he's probably a really nice guy. I don't <laughs> think Jack Jack's has not even met him at that point, I don't think. Well, but, he's quite happy, but Jack's quite happy for him just to step in the cage and... You know, finish up the story, getting eaten, and time traveller's watch- intuition for you. Mm. He watches as well. We're quite. He's sort of, oh yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just sort of looking through the cage, like, mm. yeah, he's getting mauled to bits there. It seems bizarre that he would just sacrifice himself at the end. Like nothing. He hasn't gone too far down the rabbit hole that he can't sort of repair his life and sort his his yeah. crap out. Why he has I, to just commit suicide almost and throw himself to the to the weevil is quite weird. I thought I thought it was a, a, a naff ending. I, did, I thought it was just the kind of thing you do to, you know, not no offence to Noel again, but he's kind of got to in the script. All right, I need to just finish this now. Um, yeah, he's a bad guy. Let's kill him off. So he walks into the cage. Uh, that wraps up the story. All good. Do you know what I mean? That's that's how it felt. It was yeah. unnecessary, really. I think what he was going for is this is the guy that's had the weevil chained up and has beaten him and been mm. really nasty to him. So as his comeuppance, the weevil's now going to have his revenge and. Yeah. And, but that kind of misses the mark, really. That's not really... It, it did miss the mark. I can yeah. totally see what you mean. That's where he was going yeah. going with it. But yeah, it didn't... I don't know. It, it was clunky. Didn't really add up. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Over on Twitter, mm. one of our writers, Joe, uh, Joel? One of our writers, Jordan Shortman, says, oh, I quite Jordan. like this one. Oh. Noel Clark manages to give everyone something to do. Owen joins a fight club. Yanto and Tosh go weevil hunting. Jack is Jack and Gwen gets to cry over pizza. Uh, overall, this <laughs> yeah. is a fairly decent episode. Nothing special, but pretty average. Mm, okay. Okay, dokie. Cheers, Jordan. Uh, Luke, let's over on Facebook now. Luke Malloy. Wish Malloy. I could contribute this week, guys, but I have no recollection of this one, apart <laughs> from the fact that it has weevils in it. But I hope you yeah. enjoy. Oh, well, uh, I really. can appreciate why. Yeah, it's exactly how I felt before rewatching it. Yes. And lastly, Andrew Cuthbert says, Noel Clark wrote this one and it shows very gritty, packed full of testosterone and masculinity and a seedy criminal underworld. Loved every second. Nine weevil wrestlers out of ten. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it's good, though. I like, you know, it's good to have a bit of balance. You know what I mean? So someone's 
got something out of it, that's cool. Of course, yeah. yeah nice one, Andrew. Glad yeah, you enjoyed that one, mate. Mm. Mm. Uh, and that's all the reviews we had for Combat. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing next week, my good buddy? So next week, yeah, we are back to New Who uh, with the 11th Doctor. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the two-parter, The Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. So we'll be doing the two two parts together as one review next week. That's going to be cool because like you, I don't think I've watched these ones since I first picked up the box set many moons ago. Yeah, um, I haven't watched them since Transmission, right. uh, amazingly. Um, I'm always intrigued when we get to an episode that I've only watched once because it can it can mean one of two things really it can either mean that i didn't like it or that it was just a bit i don't know it's i just looking forward to going back to this one because i've literally watched it once um i can't really remember much about it at all hmm. uh it's silerians isn't it that's it yep. yeah silerians i seem to remember there's a cracking the wall at the end that's literally all i can remember from it so yeah looking forward to going back to this one and just seeing why it's been on my shelf all these years unwatched. What's what's wrong with it? Or what's good about it? Let's find out. Yeah, it's going to be good. Mm. Yeah, so get your DVDs or your Blu-rays or your Netflix fired up. Get those watched because we'll be asking for your thoughts on that next week. And I think we'll wrap there, dude, for 242. All righty. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us and listening to episode 242. Uh, Very light on news at the moment. Literally haven't got anything of substance to get our teeth into. We're not even... There's no rumours or leaks or anything. You know, we don't do that stuff here on the podcast, but it would be nice to at least have something to talk about, even if we don't agree with it. It would be nice to... It's just very barren out there at the minute, but... um, Chibbers is really keeping everything close to his chest, isn't he? It's incredible. He's really got it under wraps. Certainly has. Yes. Mm. Um, but we have got a couple of uh, some merch bits that I know a lot of you will be interested in. I know a lot of our listeners do like the, the Kawhi, the Titans and stuff. And maybe the scarf, it's the, the Vartsi have nailed it on the time of year. Perfect mm. time of year to put a scarf out there. So. <laughs> yeah. Indeedy. So next week, The Hungry Earth and The uh, and Cold Blood, the 11th Doctor story. Get those watched and uh, keep an eye on the socials. We'll stick a note out there asking for your reviews and so on. In the meantime, head over to our website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our shows plus read all of our articles over there. Um, also, check out the show on any podcast network that you currently listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Stitcher, Google, all of that stuff. Just do a search for us and give us a sub so you don't miss a show when they land every Friday morning. And also check us out on the socials, uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Give us a search and a like over there. Jump in. We've got a great community of listeners and followers over there. It's all good stuff. Chatting Doctor Who every week. Remember to check out my co-host's YouTube channel, The Geeks Handbag. Yes, go and have, go and have a look at The Geeks Handbag. I'm working on a massive Quest video at the minute. Oh, nice. It's, it's huge. It's taken me forever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, don't know when it'll be out. Probably next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having said that, there's tons of really cool videos on Adam's there channel, is. though. So uh, go and check him out. And also, he's on the socials under the same name, The Geeks Handbag. Indeed. 
so do that and uh, as I said jump in and have a chat about who and all sorts during the week until next week for episode 243 my name's Gary my name's Adam and remember and